Hey everybody, this is Adam, the co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a heads up, we have switched our subscription service from ConnectPal to Patreon. If you've tried ConnectPal in the past and weren't happy with it, we totally understand. That's one of the reasons we switched. You can still get every episode of our podcast completely ad-free for just $5 a month on a platform that works on all of your podcast apps and phones and various gadgets. So head to patreon.com slash unpops, see what kind of stuff we have to offer. There's all kinds of good things. And uh, thanks. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to What in the World? Hi. What in the world are we talking about? Same uh, thing as is, last yeah, week. Yeah, this is a two-part, part two of a two-part, a special, very special two-part yeah, episode. but we did take an entire week off, right, Quincy? Of course we did. That's you think, how... you think I'm going to stick around for you? With you for hours at a time? No, that's, that's I'm, how I'm this in works. And out this bitch. There's no way we would record three podcasts in one day. The streets need me. I got to be in them streets. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are we're continuing our discussion of the nine nuclear states and who they're most likely to bomb. Brought, which, to, you, brought to you by High Intensity Eagle guys. This two part episode. This very. I'm sorry. I, have to, I should say it in the CBS voice. This very special episode was brought to you by. High Entity Eagle. There he yeah. is. Yeah, man. Which someone by now will have <laughs> commented and said, that's a red-tailed hawk! <laughs> or something like that. Because it's not an eagle. If you ever heard an eagle, eagles scream like assholes. Well, they're yeah, that's, like, why they're, that's why they're our bird. Yeah, it's that's not, true. It's, it's not like because they're majestic in flight. It was like somebody heard it scream. It's like, oh, no, that's a white dude. Yeah, yeah That's the sure. white dude of birds. National bird. The national, the national bird, and now it's endangered. Uh oh, foreshadowing. What? Okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. Is it? Are those still endangered? I believe so. Yes. Hmm. You think they'd be a little tougher being our national bird? Yeah. Go out and make some more eagles. Yeah. If you're, if you're American, make babies. The Cubs just won the World Series. Why? Pull, why isn't she pregnant? Pull yourself up from your bootstraps, you stupid eagles. Jesus. What? Well, it's not like it's not like our fathers handed feathers down to us. Yeah. <laughs> you got the feathers, man. Why aren't you flying? Used to be dinosaurs. Act like it. <laughs> God damn it. Act like you've been there, Asaurus, before. That was, that was awful. <laughs> I, feel, I feel awful for doing it, but I don't take it back. No, that was really good, Quincy. <laughs> that was great. So let's, uh, let's get into the, the last four nuclear states. Like we okay. mentioned last week, these are the rogue states. Rogue. These are Going the ones rogue. who started nuclear programs without permission. Uh-oh. I think you need... You need permission from the world before you're deemed responsible enough to have a nuclear arsenal. Or at least a signed letter from your mother. Right, yeah. World but, permission or permission slip. Which one do you, what do you need, you know? Yeah, but somehow we have uh, Russia still. Okay. They, they still have weapons. Who gave them permission? Uh, I mean, I think they just got... Uh, what was that dude's name? I can't remember. 
I think they just got grandfathered in because they started their program such a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, they was, was they were the second. They were we were the that, first. They were doing that. They were doing weird stuff like Germany. So yeah. Yeah, we were, were the first. Yeah, Germany probably would have been pretty close behind mm-hmm. if uh, you know we didn't win World War Two. <laughs> Am hey. I right? Oh man. Oh, we're good at wars. We're storming Normandy. What? Or at least we used to be good at wars. We're not. According to according to OJ, when when we were the best, we were just winning wars. Left there, and right. There were just Left so many. Right. There were so many wars happening, and we were winning them all. Because that's a good thing. Speaking of wars, that'll probably happen at some point. That's a pretty smooth segue on my part just now. Let's talk about Pakistan. Okay. Never been. They ha- don't no? want to go. I thought I thought this was a travel episode where it's like, have you have you visited? We need to come up with some sort of Pakistani dish that you can make in the microwave because we okay. have not delivered on. I mean, it's Our a two-part episode. Of a nuclear it, recipe. It's a two-part episode. If we gave them the if we gave them the re- recipe in episode one, they wouldn't even tune into part two. That's true. But now, if we don't give it to them, they're going to riot. Well, here's what's crazy: because part two is just the the recipe. The people who aren't subscribers, they now they're just in anticipation to find out what happened in part one. Yeah. What did I miss? Hey guys, you got to subscribe. That's I'm just doing a plug. Sorry, doing a plug. Got to subscribe. So yeah, Pakistan. They have between 100 and 120 nuclear weapons. That's a sizable amount. You know, it's, 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 it's no China coming in at 260, guys. A high yeah, 260. Yeah. It's a good amount, though. And the thing is, their nuclear program dates back to the 1950s, mm-hmm. which was the early days of their rivalry with India, which that's, that, that's one of the places that, that never gets brought up when it comes to where nuclear war could start first. India and Pakistan are a good... India's uh, so peaceful, though. They've got a Buddha and Gandhi. Yeah, they are. They also have a, have a big nuclear, <laughs> nuclear arsenal. Oh, wow. Weird, to bal- weird, weird. I wonder how you balance all that. <laughs> Probably because they have Buddha. Pakistan next to them, and <laughs> those two have not been able to get along since, since the 1950s. Well, everybody loves a wacky neighbor. They go to so. war all the time. That's kind of what this is. Pakistan, their nuclear program is meant to fend off their their neighbor that they don't get along with. This is just an angry neighbors situation <laughs> is all India and Pakistan is. But their nuclear program goes back to the 1950s. President Zulfikar Ali Bhutto famously said in 1965, if India builds the bomb, we will eat grass or leaves, even go hungry, but we will get one of our own. Whoa. Yeah. And he said it just like that. I bet he did. Got to prove the point. Like, you, you sold that one. Yeah, he had that same inflection, the whole thing. And uh, so he said that in 65. It became a way bigger priority in 1971 after the country lost in one of their many wars to India, which uh, this one caused East Pakistan to break away and become Bangladesh. And uh, experts believe this humiliating loss of territory much more than reports that India was pursuing nuclear weapons are what accelerated the Pakistani nuclear program. Hmm. So they just got beat up and decided to go buy a gun, basically. Well, yeah, and then the first thing you tell yourself is, I'll never let someone do that to me again. I learned this from J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. In that one movie where... There were a lot of movies that came out about women getting hit in my youth. Yeah, there was the Julia Roberts one, uh, which was Sleeping with the Enemy. Yeah, yeah. What was the J-Lo one called? Enough. 
Enough. <laughs> I know it was something like enough. that. Like, yeah, there were... A, Not again. Like, there were She should lot. do a sequel called <laughs> Not Again. <laughs> Not again! Wow, there were a lot of domestic abuse movies and television in my youth. Okay, I'm just... I'm really reflecting on that right now. I'm realizing, yeah, this is a weird message to send to children. And I guess that's why Pakistan don't want to get... I mean, India doesn't want to get hit no more. Maybe they were... Or Pakistan don't want to get hit no more. Yeah, maybe they were basing it on Pakistan and India. How crazy would Will that they, be? Will they, won't they? How crazy would that be if enough was like an <laughs> allegory for the Pakistan-India conflict? It, some some student from CalArts, this is his first directing <laughs> gig, they give him a terrible script about a woman who's getting beat up, and he's like, I know how to make this work. It's going to be <laughs> an allegory. Be fantastic. It's going to be an allegory of India-Pakistan, and no one will figure it out for 30 years. Until this podcast. You know what? If, uh, the man had a vision. We're changing the world. There it is. That's We're beautiful. changing beautiful. the Shouts world. Shout out to that director for thinking that far ahead. So e- even though Pakistan got really motivated to build a bomb after they lost that war and because India was trying to build one too, India still beat them to it. They tested their first bomb, codenamed Smiling Buddha. Yeah, it was. That's some, <laughs> that's some action movie shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you thought Indians didn't have a sense of humor with all the genital mutilation. Smiling, but how crazy is that? Naming a bomb after Buddha. They had like a sticker on the side of it. <laughs> a Buddha with a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's real buff. Yeah. got a, He's Buddha with abs. I hope we drop like a Buddy Christ bomb on someone. Some <laughs> dogma. Just that smiling thumbs up Jesus. I bet that was on the front of the mother of all bombs. They just, Probably. I bet that's why Trump wanted to use it because he was like, hey, hey, that's the Jesus bomb. That would be the father of all bombs, Quincy. And, but he can't say that on TV because of separation of church and state. Oh, that's a good point. It wasn't a national day of prayer yet. So. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, Pakistan, after India tested their first bomb in 1974... Pakistan began the process of accumulating the necessary fuel for nuclear weapons Mm -hmm. and so enriched uranium and plutonium. What's really interesting, they got a lot of help from a guy named A.Q. Khan, who was a metallurgist, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who worked in the West for a long time. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I don't... Metallurgist? Let's Google it quick. I think it's metallurgist. Yeah, it's a metallurgist. Metallurgist. Yeah. Oh, they're not even going to give us a... Because it's on, the only one guy has the job. It yeah, is... me- it's metallurgy, so it's a metallurgist. Yeah, metallurgist. Yeah. Who, uh, that, that is a material scientist or technician who specializes in metals such as steel, aluminum, iron, and copper, because you didn't know what metals he's were before to I turn, said that. He's trying to turn silver into gold. He's an alchemist. Yeah, pretty much. It's a goddamn sorcerer. So this fucking wizard shows <laughs> back up in Pakistan Boom. in 1975. Just drop that ball on you guys. Boom. And he brings back a bunch of knowledge about how to build nuclear weapons with him. And he is one of the key figures in Pakistan building their nuclear program, which I guess was great for Pakistan. But then he also ventured out into the rest of the world and was like, hey, you need a bomb? Hey, hmm. you need a bomb? I mean... Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be like, you're selling bombs? I mean, I guess. You know how you met the lady who knows how to make bomb tamales? Because she was out selling those tamales. She didn't keep that recipe to herself. That's right. So, yeah, he was actually... He was the Paula Deen of bombs. (laughs) just trying to give the recipes to the world. He was eventually tied to the North Korean nuclear program, which we'll get to at the end of this. 
But yeah, what? The, North Korea's in this? That guy got around. Can you believe it? Hey, man, good for him. You know, the the, the underdog, the little the little guy that could. So it, 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 nobody kept secrets back then, because how does the guy just go out and get the knowledge for to to build a nuclear bomb? It's not like they hired him. Yeah, I don't. I he, mean, he, he went out and you know. You know, folks, it, it was a medical conference or one of the a science conference. Yeah. Those are things. Everybody's at a Holiday Inn. They're bored. One guy wants to be impressive. Guess what, guys? Come listen to my story about how to build a nuclear bomb because they're not. They don't have social skills. They don't maybe have to put talk. up a like a. They're not doing a hot five. It was seventy five, so maybe he put a personal ad in the newspaper. <laughs> Some government you, official circled it in red pen one day. It says nuke seeks wanted. <laughs> Question, uh, yeah, Nuke Seeks Wanted, but I guess, you know, they were all misogynist, so it was like, oh, new secretary. Just, yeah. yeah. They're just looking for a new secretary, it's fine. Fucking and then people are just selling secrets. It's still unclear as to exactly when Pakistan completed its first nuclear device. Former President Benazir Bhutto, oh. but uh, <laughs> one of the former president's daughters <laughs> claimed that her father told her the first device was ready by 77. A member of the Pakistan Atomic Energy Commission said design of the bomb was completed in 78 and was cold-tested in 83, and Benazir Bhutto later claimed that Pakistan's bombs were stored disassembled until 1998, get this shit, when India tested six bombs in a span of three days. India's stepping it up. India, that that would be scary. If yeah. you're right next to India and you're their biggest neighbor or their biggest enemy, and they test six bombs, that's going to freak you out. A little bit. So a few weeks after that, Pakistan conducted a similar testing schedule. They set off five bombs in a single day and a sixth bomb three days later. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. That, you know, Pakistan, <laughs> they, Pakistan had disassembled. They retired like an old detective. They were ready to... The final case closed, man. They were ready for peace. And then a India. copycat killer came, comes out of the blue. Man. So now they're, Clint, they're India's Clint Eastwood. No, Pakistan is Clint Eastwood in this movie. We're gonna write this. Yeah, you said India is. No, Pakistan. Is. Pakistan. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like this is one of those conflicts where both sides are kind of assholes. Like <laughs> pretty much every conflict. Yeah. Like there's not a there's not a clear good guy in this one because they're both our allies. So they're they're all good guys. We love them both. We love you. If you're listening, we know you are. So. Pakistan's nuclear weapons are under control of the military strategic plans division, primarily stored in Punjab province, far from the northwest frontier and the Taliban. Wink, wink. What? There's no Taliban presence in Pakistan. What are you talking about? No, and they keep their weapons far away from them if they are. Far, far away. It's fine, everybody. There are 10,000 Pakistani troops that guard their weapons. And uh, Pakistan claims that the weapons are only armed by the appropriate code at the last moment, preventing a rogue nuke scenario. So I, I think so they watched think, every movie in the '80s and was like, "That's what we should call it—a rogue nuke yeah. scenario." But that, I mean, that's kind of comforting if what they're saying is like if the Taliban or some group in the Middle Does East actually get the possession of stole a bomb, yeah. they wouldn't be able to set it off. Which I hope that's true because well, I don't know because again. This technology that they're securing and coding their bombs with was made before the iPhone was a thing. <laughs> you know, it's not That's like it's not like they've been sitting there updating the encryption on these on these old nuclear warheads. Yeah. So they say it can't be broken, but ugh. yeah, it probably you know, can. I can unlock a Chrysler Plymouth with my cell phone now. Come on. 
Yeah, when we get to North Korea, there's there's a lot of cyber cyber attacks that go mm. into fucking with their nuclear program. It's actually really interesting. So Pakistani nuclear doctrine appears to be just that it's a it's a deterrence thing. Mm. They they don't want to be attacked and it's mostly based on India. Whatever India does, Pakistan seems to you know, they're like the goofy twins, you know, one's two minutes older, so he's in charge. Yeah. They're Drake and Josh. So that they've had, you know, they've had animosity for a long time. They've fought a bunch of wars. There was a terrorist attack in Mumbai that was uh, allegedly directed by Pakistan in 2008. So they, they have a lot, a lot to deal with. And unlike India and China, Pakistan does not have a no first use doctrine. They reserve the right to use nuclear weapons, particularly low-yield tactical nuclear weapons, to offset India's advantage in conventional forces. Ooh. Which you never think about. Like, I had never even heard of that notion before I started researching this. Hmm. Like, using a nuclear weapon to end just a conventional ground war? Yeah. That's, they, that's insane. Your trump card. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. We're all in danger. I tried to hit the button and missed because oh, my fine. coffee was in front of it. Okay, so yeah. it's fine. We'll get it next time. We'll get it next they time. They can't all be dingers. They know? can't. Uh, so let's talk about India a little bit because they, I guess this kind of positions them as the good guys in the fight in that they, they do have a no first use policy. In August 1999, the Indian government released a draft of their nuclear doctrine and it says that nuclear weapons are solely for deterrence and that India will pursue a policy of retaliation only. Okay, well, that's a beautiful sentiment. It really is. It's nice. How crazy. Just them and China. They're, well, I guess it makes sense for India. Like, we were asking why they have a bomb if they're so peaceful. Mm -hmm. Maybe that makes, that makes it kind of make sense. Their doctrine uh, further maintains that India will not be the first to initiate a nuclear first strike but will respond with punitive retaliation should deterrence fail. And the prime minister makes all of those decisions. But that changed. That, that was there since 1999. Mm -hmm. See, this is them almost kind of moving in, in step with us. Because from 99 on, they had a no first use policy. And then theirs flipped in 2010 also when the uh, National Security Advisor signaled a significant shift from no first use to no first use against non-nuclear weapon states. Mm -hmm. So now what they're basically saying is... If you don't have it, we won't use it. Yeah, but we might use it first Show against it Pakistan. Go. Yeah. Which, probably not what Pakistan wants to hear, but what, what can you but do? But then that doesn't really make India the good guy. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I guess there's not really a, a clear good guy like who am i to say who's right in that situation and, and who's who's making the judgment call in terms of the loss is so devastating we're going to use it and you know in, in terms of the retaliation yeah you know it's like oh we took a, we lost two soldiers this this is we're, we're taking too many losses not yeah. in the scenario two is a small number but you know like what's the what's the line yeah i do i wonder what the threshold for using it in a conventional war would be I think that's kind of what separates nuclear states from one another is how how willing are you to use it first? Mm -hmm. I think that's what separates the really crazy 
states like Russia and us. Because, hmm. well, I mean, what, what you can't ignore when talking about nuclear states is there's only one that's ever used a nuclear weapon in war, yeah. and that's us. So we're number one there, at least. Hey, you know what? I'll wear that T-shirt. <laughs> I have a T-shirt that says back-to-back World War Champs. <laughs> it looks like a high school basketball T-shirt. Like it's really it. great. I like it. Yeah, India actually came out at one point and reversed their no first use policy, kind of updated it to say, hey, Pakistan, we will, we will bomb you first. But the first strike would not be aimed at urban centers or conventional targets of a retali- retaliatory strike intended to punish and prevent an escalation, but against Islamabad's nuclear arsenal to preempt a nuclear attack altogether, which... I could see us doing that to North Korea, mm-hmm. just bombing everywhere their weapons are before they have a chance to use them. And it sounds like maybe India will do that to Pakistan at some point. Again, does that make India the good guy? No, I mean, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> make them the good I'm, guy. I'm just trying but... to figure it out because it's like, as you as I listen to your analysis of the situation, it's like, what, 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 are, they, what are they done? Yeah, well, I, I think the, the thinking is if they have some sort of proof that Pakistan is planning to launch a mm-hmm. nuclear weapon. At that point, it would probably be dumb to just wait and let them do it because this, like them updating this policy literally just applies to Pakistan. Yeah. And like, it's I don't about to get weird over there. The, the terrorist attack, like the fact that Pakistan is coordinating terrorist attacks in India mm-hmm. is that's a problem. Yeah. Like I could see, yeah, I could see that putting India on the defensive a little bit. I mean, it's it's such a complicated thing. Like the, mm-hmm. that's a conflict. It's just like the, the you know the conflict in the Middle East. It dates back decades to the point that you know not that no one knows what they're fighting for. Like they they know why they're still fighting. It's just like fuck. Where is L. Ron Hubbard? Figure it we out. Need him. Yeah, we need to drop those Scientology Bibles into the. L. Ron could fix this shit. And drop that. Give him religion. <laughs> that's what they need Scientology saves lives yeah again the, the India if they did attack Pakistan the the conventional thinking is that it would just be oh, all out nuclear strike it, yeah an all out strike but to disable their, their Pakistan's yeah. nuclear capabilities yeah. as opposed to just Waiting killing a bunch of yeah. civilians I mean civilians would die obviously but like it, it would be different or maybe than, they'll glow yeah, like Mr. Burns. See? <laughs> that would be that would be great. I want to glow. I hope I get a nice nuclear glow someday. You know how, you know how popular we're going to be at raves after the next nuclear war? Yeah. Like exactly. this, we're going to be glowing dudes. Like, I don't need to buy glow sticks. What? Saving money. Just <laughs> in the middle of the dance floor getting it. So, so that's India and Pakistan. They are two more of the nuclear states, two of the unsanctioned nuclear states. One of the really weird ones on the list is Israel, because it it seems like everything about Israel's nuclear program is a huge secret. Like for one of the, one thing, they're one of our biggest allies, mm-hmm. and they're still not on the team. They're not on the sanctioned nuclear team like we are. We gotta have, you gotta have a farm system, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, you know, we can't bring everybody up to the majors. Coming up from AAA, kids got to warm up. Got a good arm. Got to warm up though. <laughs> The U.S. Congress Office of Technology Assessment has recorded Israel as a country generally reported 
as having undeclared chemical warfare capabilities and an offensive biological warfare program. Officially, Israel neither confirms nor denies possessing nuclear weapons. Would we put up with that from any other country? Nah. Like, if that was North Korea, we would have bombed them a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But... It's Israel, so it's fine. You can't, you can't snitch on your, you can't snitch on your homies. We can't say too much. The you know? Jewish Defense League will take us out. <laughs> something, something like that. You think the court was buzzing before? <laughs> They're coming to shut all this down. Yeah, it seems like it stopped for now. That's good. It's believed that Israel had possessed an operational nuclear weapon capability by 1967 with the mass production of nuclear warheads occurring immediately after the Six-Day War, which if you ever want to understand how the conflict in the Middle East really kicked off or what kicked it off to the level it's at today, go read a book about the Six-Day War. It's fascinating. Exactly what it sounds like, war that took six days to be fought. Israel won it huge and somehow came out of winning that, going, hey, we need to win huger next time. Hmm. Let's build a bunch of nuclear weapons. So that's where their nuclear program started. But how it happened, like, no one's really clear. Same dude from India just showed up one day like Johnny Appleseed. It could have been. Just planting nuclear secrets in people's heads. Yeah. It's... it's, Dude gets around. There's also a chance they stole some of it from us. Like, Israel is our ally, Mm -hmm. but just barely. Like, if you... If you look into the Stuxnet virus, which was us also, that was us launching a cyber attack, Israel basically was got impatient with how slow it was working and just took it from us and basically unleashed it on the rest of the world. Hmm. So they're our ally, but there's some sort of weird relationship where... They're like Wolverine. Yeah. They're, they're, in, they're around, but we don't... There's something, <laughs> something about this guy. I don't like something about him. It's estimated that their nuclear arsenal is anywhere from 75 up to 400 bombs, and they're also reported to possess a wide range of different systems, including neutron bombs, tactical nuclear weapons, and suitcase nukes. Nice. This sounds like a good... See, this is why the action movies are always set, you know, there. Because they're just going off the facts, man. Yeah. Suitcase nukes? I, I can't Who talk about... Who's just rocking suitcase nukes, nukes right now? Yeah. What worries me is that's the one place where I could see him falling into the wrong hands, mm-hmm. too. Like a suitcase nuke. That sounds like you're just taking that. Can I check this, please, yeah. when I fly to the United States? That's what blew my mind about that laptop ban. They made it a thing where it was only affecting certain flights going to the United States, mm-hmm. where if your laptop was a bomb, you had to check it, basically. Like, so then you land in the United States. Are they giving you your laptop bomb back so you can just get on another flight that doesn't check for that Always shit? Always keep, keep your claim ticket. <laughs> See? If you, if you, sometimes you just get Just has one of those round bombs them, with yeah. a wick on it. Yeah, it's like you, you toss it and you lose your bomb. And look, getting your luggage back from any airline, <laughs> headache, guys. Huge headache. So if you don't want to hassle, make sure your bomb is under 25 pounds. And uh, can fit in the overhead compartment. Right. And if you're on Spirit Airlines, don't even bother. That flight's going to be $575 if you check something. It's insane. You can't take your shoes off, sir. We have a shoe, shoe removal fee. <laughs> I do fly Spirit Airlines a lot, though. I'm sorry. Or like when, I used, when I was 
traveling just, more. You just needed the adrenaline rush of trying to. It's great if you we don't, don't have. Know if we're gonna make it. If you don't have luggage, it's fine. Like if you're just traveling with like a enough clothes yeah. for a few days. Just wear three pair of jeans, and when you get on the X-ray, just I'm into weird stuff, man. And spring for the emergency exit row mm-hmm. because you get more leg room that way. Cost you an extra fifteen bucks, but even then, Ooh, hitting you in the on pocket. Spirit Airlines, that'll make your total flight like twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> so it's still fine. Like it's fine. Spirit Airlines. Taking, so it's a bus in the sky. So. I wouldn't take Spirit to your living room. <laughs> wouldn't fly downstairs. I wouldn't fly Spirit. downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> that should be the new campaign. Fly downstairs with us. That's the, <laughs> that's the best we're gonna do. <laughs> so let's. Let's round it out by talking about North Korea. Well, I, I, I will say this before we uh, move to North Korea. I'm happy that Israel isn't a little bit braggy because, you know, they could, have, they could have 400 bombs listed out there. Be up on what, number five, number six on the list. Yeah. They don't yeah. want it, but they don't want that attention. They're humble. Yeah. That's, that's how you, that's how you get caught. Low. Getting yeah. flashy. I watched American Gangster again the other night. Fundamentals, kids. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to. You don't have to rain threes all the time. Sometimes <laughs> lay up off the glass. That's what we need to see out of you. You know. So North Korea, everything about them sounds really terrifying, and it is. Have I mean, you seen their haircuts? Ugh. I mean, North Korea is a, a scary regime, obviously. But I, I, I think the 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 fear that we're going to get hit by a North Korean nuclear bomb. Here in the United States, somewhere on the West Coast, I think it's still, and it seems like the consensus from looking into it is still that they're years away from that. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean we won't nuke them first to stop them from getting the capability, that, that capability. We feel that it's out of hand. But as of right now, they have never successfully tested a missile that would reach the West Coast. Thank God. That doesn't mean they don't have nuclear weapons that would reach places like well, Japan. Well, you, you see what they did with the last uh, Galaxy Note? Just made them start exploding. <laughs> so now they, they're, they're incorporating that technology into whatever they're trying to plan. <laughs> Just phones bombing you from the inside. So so it's, it's kind of unlikely that we're going to get hit by a North Korean bomb soon. Because like a long-range missile, that's basically like going to space. Like that thing... It's got to fly yeah. thousands of miles. It literally goes into space. At that point, you're not making a missile. You're making a rocket. And it's got to have several different engines and stages of flight. And it's a whole lot of shit to figure out that I don't – it doesn't seem like North Korea has figured out yet. But they do have missiles that would get to Japan. Yeah. Some estimates put it at – 2020 when they'd finally have one that might reach the United States. And that's kind of, I think, the quandary for the Trump administration right now is do you go into the 2020 election with North Korea finally having gotten a bomb or do you go into it having bombed them and kept them from getting a bomb? It's a nightmare. Well, the weirdest part about North Korea and all of this is they are overly aggressive with their talk, even though they don't have the capability to back it up yet. I think that's why they're overly aggressive, though. Okay. I think the fact that they don't have the capability, they have to put on a good show because there's, it's so restrictive. Like, we don't really know. Like, I'm saying they haven't tested a missile that could hit the United States, but mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah. 
for sure, because it's so restrictive there. So when people call them crazy for like their missile tests and shit, that's actually one of the more rational things they do because they have to, at some point, they have to develop that nuclear program at some point because they're a regime everyone hates. And when you're a regime everyone hates, people go in and topple your regime. And a good way to deter people from doing that is having nuclear weapons. So them testing nuclear weapons actually makes sense for them. Yeah, but they're not... Oh, wait, okay. They're, it's good in terms of, again, strategically speaking, but they're just terrible at the trash talk. Like, do you yeah. know? Did, yeah. did, you, did you see the report that came out when they were talking uh-uh. about all the different uh, threats that North Korea sent out? No. Uh, the one, this is the one they sent to South Korea. They just wanted them to be mindful that they are in the sight of the Korean People's Army's powerful ultra-precision strike means. Yeah, that's a little verbose. Yeah, but whoever they hired to to write their trash talk, not a good. He's not. They a good didn't ro- even leave room for a hashtag. Not a good roast battler or anything. That's no, a lot of characters. No. You gotta, yeah. a, your your nuclear threat should be a good tweet. Yeah, but that's the thing too. You, when you hear things like, you'll see a report where it's someone saying North Korea is willing to strike the west coast of the United States if provoked, and then you, if you look into it, that's usually a representative from North Korea saying that, mm-hmm. and. That's different. They're like, just talking a good game. Again, they kind of have to. Like mm-hmm. we see these – There's if, if you Google it, you'll find a bunch of different stories about how when they put on these big military parades, you'll see a lot of their weapons are fake. Like they'll put mm-hmm. wooden yeah. missiles out in parades, which for one thing – like we, we would laugh at that. But for one thing, it's really common. Mm-hmm. Like even in – you know recent wars we've used fake artillery fake artillery or like fake tanks to get the enemy to bomb the wrong thing like there's all sorts of reasons for it but they need to put on that big show so we're not it's just some just some young private that's on shit duty he's just inflating bombs with a little pump so that they inflatable bombs (laughs) it's a great visual uh you're welcome so so they have to do this like it's they don't have a choice as a country, but how much of a threat it actually represents, at least right now, I think I think it's kind of overstated. Yeah, but again, it's that that idea of escalation due to simulation. Are they going to talk such a good game that when they do get the capability, they're now believing that they should be doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're just talking to be to to show, like uh, as a show of gravitas. You don't actually have to believe it. Yeah. But they've been doing it so much, and then they're doing all this other wacky shit at the same time. You got Now you have to ask yourself, how much of it, how much of it is just showmanship? Yeah. And then how much of it is, oh, shit, they're actually believing their own. They're drinking their own Kool-Aid. Yeah. I mean, at some point, their nuclear weapons tests are going to have to start working mm-hmm. if they're going to scare anyone. And that's, I think, their problem is every time they test a nuclear weapon, they get closer to having a functional nuclear weapon, nuclear program, mm-hmm. which nobody wants. Yeah. Like we, I think we put a little too much stock in how much China likes North China. Korea. I feel like China, like North Korea has angered China a lot mm-hmm. in recent years. And they're, China in is... weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're China's biggest, or 
China is North Korea's biggest trading partner, obviously, but I also kind of feel like China could live without him. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, who, who knows what, what could happen there? But I, I feel like right now we're at that point where North Korea doesn't have the capability of attacking the United States, but there are a lot of people who are worried that they'll get that capability and that maybe we're going to have to bomb them first before mm-hmm. they do. Which, that's tense. That's super fucking tense. Yeah. Nobody likes that. One thing that's interesting, a lot of the reason... Well, maybe that's why we're trying to get China riled up. Yeah. Maybe we get China so riled up when it's time, when, when the time comes to bomb North Korea, China does it as a preemptive strike. And yeah. then we can sit back and, and, hey, we wash our hands. We didn't do it. And yeah, that, that would be... still capitalize. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening, too. One one interesting side note, a lot of the reason their nuclear tests are failing is because Obama put a cyber attack program in place where... Like Mr. Robot. Yeah, basically, <laughs> where we're basically uh, sabotaging their launches in the the opening seconds. So that's another reason probably that we don't really know what they're capable of mm-hmm. is because we won't even let them test anything because the state like we but, should do an episode on our cyber our capabilities cyber yeah because folks need, to, folks need to know that you don't we're more than just you porn guys we are dropping bombs around the world when mm-hmm. it comes to <laughs> cyber attacks in north korea is one of them like the the uh there's an article on the new york times uh march 4th 2017 which is all about the North Korea missile program and all of the things we do on the cybersecurity front to keep it from flourishing. So between that, we also have a a nuclear deterrence system called THAAD, T-H-A-A-D, or T-H-A-D. really shitty surfer. Yeah. Give it up for THAAD, guys. But we just either just installed it or are installing it Mm. uh, in South Korea soon. And once we have that in place, a lot of North Korea's nuclear weapons capabilities are going to be mostly eliminated. That's why right now they're focusing on building weapons that can be launched from submarines so they can get around this missile defense system we're putting up, putting up in South Korea. Or just You know, if, if your satellite dish is causing me a problem, I'm going to block the signal. Yeah. Right, there it is. I'm going to exactly. grow a ficus. Like it's big enough to block a signal. Before we, so yeah, that's that's North Korea's nuclear program. They they just released a video that uh, is is pretty interesting. We were just talking about their big uh, military displays they have to put on. This is a pretty great one. They uh they did a a birthday video for the nation's founder Kim Il Sung. And there's this big performance, and it ends with video of the United States getting bombed by North Korea. Let's give it a watch. I saw this on America's Got Talent. Sounds like the intro to a Bond movie. Yeah, it does, kind of. Seven years of oboe paid off, guys. No food. Oh, they're they, starving. They're, they're but they starving. they got 700 motherfuckers that can shred the violin. Those violins are made out of people. 
This you know is, what? I don't want to sound offensive, but all those trombone players looked alike. They really did. <laughs> Morgan, with Morgan Freeman's there. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's conducting. Yeah. Okay, Godzilla. Godzilla's coming. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This kind of makes me want to fire a couple missiles. Yeah, man. This is, this is riveting. We got any cans? Got any cans we can fire a missile at outside? Dude, I left my missiles in my other Prius, but next time. Next time I see you, we will shoot off some missiles to celebrate. I'm down. This is my new ringtone, by the way. And I think what this is all happening in like a live... A live simulation? Oh, look at this guy. Uh, that's uh, Korean Pavarotti. Yeah. If this was American Idol, this is where Simon Cow would be like... I thought you'd sound more stereotypically Asian. I was surprised by your voice. (laughs) Are they going to bomb my country or not? Get on with it, guys. Oh, here it comes. I love it. There's a... (laughs) Translation. Oh, my God, we're going to bomb the country. Is he wearing jeans? I call him Pop Karate. Pop Karate, the uh, Italian Pavarotti. Pop Karate. (laughs) So this is this music is accompanying. There's a screen behind them, and now we're seeing a bomb we're strike the United States. A satellite view of a of a nice zoom in, and then there's a burning American flag as every soldier is clapping apathetically because they were programmed. I'll tell you what's killing me is their shitty graphics. Hey man, this was uh, when was this published? Then a month ago. Uh, yeah, April nineteenth. Yeah, this just happened. Nintendo Switch wasn't out yet, so uh, they they couldn't upgrade their graphics. They're still running off of a Wii down there. Imagine if we made one of those videos that ended with us bombing North Korea. <laughs> okay, okay, but before that, it was a big musical well, number. Well, with... the, the issue with that is our government has never made that video, but every idiot uh, white supremacist and militant group has made that video and other nations have seen it and they automatically assume that that is the American way. Yeah. So our government's never made it, but the view is that already exists. I feel like it's it's a racket we might as well get into more, though. Oh, that's why we got Trump. Yeah. We're letting him do it. It's time for us to start making some videos like that. Get Draft some boy bands into our military (laughs) like they do in the South. Oh, yeah. Gotta have those cute boy band, uh, military boy bands. South, when I say the South, I'm referring to South Korea, of course, because this is what in the world. So oh, I thought you meant like the when South, When I say like the Alabama. South, you must know what I mean. I thought you meant like Alabama or Louisiana. <laughs> I did not. The Boy Scouts are very attractive. Excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ding. What happened? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are so many weird. Is this studio? I think that was I think, haunted. I think that may have actually been a real bird. Somehow, <laughs> somehow it survived in Los Angeles long enough to come and try to be a guest on the podcast. The studio is haunted. The bird's all of making a it, man. It's making it. Uh, so that that concludes our our talk about the nine nuclear states. Uh, and uh, we have our recipe. Uh, do, oh, do we? Yeah, yeah. Just microwave non bread. Just microwave some non bread. Microwave non, or you know what? Eat it cold. It's really good. Cold non. Cold garlic naan, it's a, it's a treat. Guys, it's microwave a tasty naan, treat. little butter. What? Naan yeah. goes, we should go get some naan. 
I just ate Indian food. That's probably why oh, you're hungry for Indian food. I okay. ate some when you went down to move your car. And you gave me herpes. Okay, I get it. <laughs> that was way I before. Caught, I caught it from you. Way before now. <laughs> All right. We should get out of here. We got to do... What a day. We got to do list cast after this. Oh, we're doing a list cast. I'm excited. I'm excited to win. You know, it feels good. It feels good to win. Best rap albums. This is yeah, exciting. It's going to be a good time. Someone on one of the comments said, Quincy listens to rap music. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you. Oh, all right. Do you have anything to plug before we get out uh, of here? Yes, I do, guys. On May the 19th, May the 19th, that's a Friday in downtown L.A. at the Green Brew Distillery. Sure. It's a place. Uh, yeah, Distillery Show. I'll be posting it on Twitter, Instagram, but it's May 19th. Would love to see your smiling faces in the audience. Also, every Wednesday at the Hollywood Hotel, we got the Hilarity Show going down. Live music, live comedy, it's free. If you're in L.A. and you want to have some fun on a Wednesday and not sit in uh, rush hour traffic, Hollywood Hotel, 7 o'clock. Cool. There it is. Subscribe to us on Patreon. We switched our subscription service over to that. Patreon.com slash Unpops. Subscribe. Still $5 a month. Get you all of our podcasts completely ad-free. We do 8 to 10 episodes a week. Mm. It's a lot of entertainment for not a lot of money. And they're all good podcasts. Nice. Unlike, there's a lot of subscription services I mean, out there. I mean, you're going to get more Jeff in your life, which, I mean, it clears up. There's an ointment, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, Jeff will be around in, in your ears, but it, don't worry, it's not infectious. Like, yeah. It's, it's like a, 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 a hovering parasite, but it's right. not going to infect you with anything. Yeah. And, you know, follow us on all the all the socials. Yeah. Unpops.podcast on Instagram, at Unpops on Twitter, Unpops, Unpops Network on Facebook. Unpops in the streets. What? Unpops in these streets. There it is. And Unpops in these YouTube streets. What? We're also Unpops there. Click on That's us. That's what I meant. So, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Goodbye.